Coming to you from the Spirit Lounge, I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Thanks for coming back for another happy hour. A real happy hour for us. Yeah, because the last, what, two episodes mm-hmm. actually were were special. Yes. Well, we had more than enough to drink in, <laughs> in the first one in our, in our official birthday anniversary Woo. episode. Yay. So that was exciting. That was exciting. So when you hear this, we are actually happy houring Friday evening. Yeah, another another real, like you said, happy hour. I love doing it on Fridays. I do too. I don't know why I feel... It I feels feel, legit. I feel more happy. <laughs> we legit feel happy <laughs> with a happy hour. <laughs> so mm. fun news to share. What's your fun news? Uh, we made another appearance. Well, not really... Well, I guess it is another appearance. Another appearance in another paranormal magazine, which was very cool. It's in the April-May issue of the American Paranormal Magazine. Woo! Yeah, that was really exciting to to see it. I know. It's fun. It is. So definitely pick it up. They had a couple of really cool articles in the magazine. So yeah, definite, definite fun reads. What are some that you can tell us? Well, one was actually, they had a top 10 list, uh, which was actually cool. It was uh, top 10 most haunted places in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And there was, it's it's awesome because there was a couple of uh, places on this list that we have actually done stories on, done episodes on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, uh, glad one, we hit them. <laughs> we, we did. One was uh, the Pabst Mansion in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Let's see. There's the Villisca, of course. Of course. House. Of course. If you haven't, Mc- if you don't not know that one, I check know. it out. The McPike Mansion in mm-hmm. Alton. The Wabasha Street Caves. I remember that yes, one. We definitely. did that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, that list, it's it's a really cool one that definitely really caught my eye. There's another article in there that I haven't actually read all the way through yet, but interesting one nonetheless Haunted waterways, how ghosts use water as a conduit. We've talked about that yeah, before. So yeah. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about it because right. I haven't read it yet. But if that sounds interesting the to title you. title there right there. Yep. That sounds really good. Yeah. And actually, since we're on the topic of magazines, mm-hmm. um, there was an article that I came across, just a really short one on Paranormality Magazine, which oh, yeah. we have appeared on yes. as well. And it's actually about a haunted pub. Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah. And it's actually located in Coniston Tavern in Newington Works. I don't know if that's Where European. the heck is that? I don't know. Out, out there, not here. <laughs> Across the pond, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, they actually, I clicked on the article because it was an online one. Mm-hmm. And they have a video. You won't believe this. Okay. Three guys are chatting, probably having their own happy okay. hour. All of a sudden, 
the guy's glass shatters spontaneously. Oh, I saw that video. Did you see I that? know what you're talking about. Like it goes flying off the No, the thing? this one just shatters in front of him and the shards land on him. Oh my do you have it? Are you yeah, looking at it right I now? I have it. It doesn't have sound. Oh unfortunately, but they're just chatting away and all of a sudden it shatters in front of them. Oh gosh. Yeah. So they speculate the owners of the pub speculate that it was an old customer who used to live above the pub. Oh wow. So they have apartments, what they call flats. That's so crazy. <laughs> so they think it what it may probably be him. Wow. The guy that used to live above the bar cuz he frequented the bar. So there was also times where there have been glasses fly off Jeez. the bar glasses or you know their bottles fly yeah. off the tables yeah so it's kind of crazy wow yeah wait what was the name of this bar again or pub it's called the coniston tavern Connors, coniston coniston tavern, tavern. yeah mm, it says is believed to be haunted by a former tenant customer named dave dave wow good old dave dave's causing some trouble <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. So that magazine as well mm -hmm. has quite a few mm -hmm. that I came across this week. Yeah. That seems super interesting. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So what do we got going on for today's episode? So for today, we have a story about a park full of history and a mysterious theater with a haunted legacy. So sit back, get comfortable and pull up a drink. All right. And before we get into it, though, just like always, let's talk about today's drink feature. So today's drink is the Ginger Grave Digger. It's so simple yet refreshing and really easy to make. It has just two ingredients, rum and ginger ale. So it looks refreshing. It does look refreshing. And the picture on the Instagram looks amazing as well. All right. I'm going to try it. Cheers. Cheers. Let's see what Lily thinks. She's smelling it per usual. Mm -hmm. Taking a sip and her thoughts are. Oh, that's not bad. And that's actually really refreshing. So I actually squeezed some of the lime into it. So you had the lime kind of like next to it on the glass. Yeah. For garnish. Mm -hmm. So I actually squeezed it mm -hmm. into it and it tastes mm -hmm. really good. I did with the that. same thing. So I really like it. I thought, again, I'm really big <laughs> lately into the summer mm -hmm, spring mm -hmm. uh ready to hang out drinks so i thought this one just seems super light and crisp it is it's very light very L light lily's squeezing some more of I the limes am. in. i love lime yeah so i need more so this would be a quick drink to make right after work or a quick drink to make right after mm -hmm. a friday you're hard right week. you're right so happy easy. hour like so freaking easy mm -hmm. i mean Two things. Well, three if you count the, the lime. The lime. Even if you didn't have the lime, I mean, I think it would be great, too. So I just thought, you know, people at home could just really quickly good. make this. It's fun. I mean, if you're a fan of ginger, mm -hmm. which it also soothes mm -hmm. uh, your stomach. <laughs> so that's another one. <laughs> it's it's for medicinal purposes. It is. So it's for good causes. <laughs> you're like, oh, darn, my stomach hurts. Got to make this. <laughs> This is a good one. This is one that I would for sure 100% recommend mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's good, yeah. refreshing, crisp, like you said. Yeah. Simple. 
Like, I don't have to think about right? it, really. I, I just you eyeball it. I think mm-hmm. I saw you just eyeballing it. Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy, nothing special. Yep, that's what I did. Love it. That's yeah. a good one. I remember when we were, <laughs> when I was pouring it, you took a whiff and you're like, oh, this is strong. I know, because it looked like a lot of. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. Wait till, wait till it's fully made. Because <laughs> that's all I smell. Be patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. I, I would for sure, honestly, say five out of five good yeah absolutely five out of five like i'm i'm legit picturing myself Mm -hmm. drinking it outside Mm -hmm. in the summer i know i know i feel it home run all right so now that we have our drink vanessa let's get into our first story the chicago city cemetery now you know it as lincoln park it was said to have brought in twenty thousand burials at its peak Lincoln Park is the second most visited in the U.S. behind Central Park in New York. Famed parapsychologist Ursula Bielski once called the area, without a doubt, the most active site I've investigated. Lincoln Park is a 1,200-acre park along Lake Michigan on the north side of Chicago, Illinois. Named after U.S. President Abraham Lincoln, it is the city's largest public park. Several museums and a zoo are located there. The park has beaches, recreational areas, nature reserves, and harbors. To the south, there is a more narrow strip of beaches east of Lakeshore Drive, almost to downtown. The Lincoln Park Zoo appeared in a Condé Nast article called the 32 most haunted places in America. But what is so haunting about the very busy Lincoln Park? It has a lot of lost history, probably history that many would like to forget about, but the spirits don't let the living forget. In 1824, the United States Army built a small post near today's Clybourne Avenue and Armitage Avenue. Native American settlements existed along Green Bay Trail, now called Clark Street, at the current intersection of Halstead Street and Fullerton Avenue. Before Green Bay Trail became Clark Street, it stretched as far as Green Bay, Wisconsin, including Sheridan Road. It was also part of what is still Green Bay Road in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. In 1836, land from north to Fullerton and from the lake to Halstead was relatively inexpensive, costing $150 per acre. Because the area was considered remote, a smallpox hospital and the city cemetery were located in Lincoln Park until the 1860s. Part of the oldest section of today's Lincoln Park near North Avenue began its existence as the city cemetery in 1843, the primary cemetery for the city at the time. This was subdivided into a potter's field, Catholic cemetery, Jewish cemetery, and the general city cemetery. Throughout the late 1850s, there was discussion of closing the cemetery or abandoning it because of health concerns. In the fall of 1858, Dr. John H. Rausch suggested 
that the burial grounds were a health risk, which might serve extremely well for plantations of grove and forest trees. That would be useful and ornamental to the city. The idea was dropped during the Civil War, but revived by Dr. Rausch after the war ended. As the neighborhood became more residential, there was increased pressure to remove the corpses due to health concerns. There was a fear that the standing water in the graves flowed into nearby Lake Michigan and presented a health risk. Furthermore, due to the marshy land, caskets would wash ashore during high tide because it was so close to Lake Michigan. The stench from the shallow buried bodies in the cemetery wasn't appealing to the new residents. Thousands of bodies were dug up and moved to other cemeteries, including Graceland Cemetery on Clark Street and Oakwoods. Another large and notable group of graves relocated from the site were those of approximately 4,000 Confederate prisoners of war who died at Camp Douglas. Many prisoners perished between 1862 and 1865 as a result of the poor condition they were in when taken on the battlefield or of diseases existing at the federal prison. Although the camp was located south of downtown Chicago, near the stockyards, the remains were originally buried at the city cemetery. Today, many of the grave sites that were successfully retrieved may be found at Oakwood Cemetery in the southern part of Chicago. A one-acre mass grave and a monument erected by Southerners and Chicago friends in 1895 memorializes these Southerners whose earthly remnants remain in the North. Author George Levy believes that remains of many of the Confederate prisoners are still to be found beneath what are currently baseball fields, the former site of the Potter's Fields. But many bodies were left behind. A major reason was during the relocation process, the Chicago fire broke out in 1871. The blazes would go on for three days, burning over three square miles of the city, including the Chicago City Cemetery. Many of the grave markers were wooden, so as you may have guessed, many of the markers caught fire. It made retrieval of the bodies short of impossible. Professor Pamela Banos from Northwestern University conducted extensive research on the amount of bodies still buried in the park. Her research revealed that there are likely between 10 and 12 thousands of people still unaccounted for. Over time, and with all the changes, the park remained largely the same, though it would develop into one of the most beautiful and fashionable places in Chicago over the next few years. In 1868, the city received a donation of mute swans from New York City's Central Park, marking the early beginnings of the Lincoln Park Zoo. The zoo continued to develop, growing to house an extensive collection of animals, including polar bears, leopards, Bengal tigers, lions, camels, elephants, sea lions, and many more. Today, the only visible tomb you can see left is that of Ira Couch. 
He was a wealthy businessman from Chicago. There have been several accounts since the 1880s of reported sightings of a ghostly figure surrounding the mausoleum. No one knows for sure who it could be. In addition, in 1894, an iron bridge 75 feet above the water was erected as a sightseeing bridge over the lagoon that runs along Lakeshore Drive. Unfortunately, it attracted many that were looking to end their life too soon. So much so that the bridge was being called Suicide Bridge due to the number of people committing suicide from either jumping, hanging, or drinking poison on the bridge. Whatever the case was, people started reporting ghostly activity. In 1898, police officers who patrolled the park at night had plenty of ghostly tales to share. They would see numerous apparitions on their nightly rounds. No one knows the exact number of people that ended their lives on the bridge. By November of 1919, removal of the bridge had begun. Throughout the years, both staff and guests have reported seeing apparitions dressed in attire from the 19th century wandering around. Several have witnessed them appear and fade away. Near the Lion House, guests and staff have reportedly seen a Victorian-era woman walking around the area. She has also been spotted in a nearby ladies' restroom. Those who have encountered the woman comment about her appearing to be oblivious of her surroundings. Lights have been reported to go on and off. Doors have been heard slamming when the zoo is reported to be empty. And unexplained sounds can be heard as well. EVPs with mysterious voices have been recorded along with pictures of strange fogs or mists appearing. And that was our first story, so let's chat, Lily. Yeah, that was a cool one. I had no idea you were going to do this story. (laughs) I know you didn't, (laughs) considering I changed my topic like a million times. This was a cool one, though. I'm glad you picked it. Cool. Um, I wanted to pick it because I know we've taken tours near there. Yeah. Yes. And you lived there. Yes. So I thought it would kind of hit home with us, um, especially since we've taken our tours over there and investigated that area. We did hear a story. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember going on a tour once? I I do. We were I remember going on the on a bus that Mm -hmm. took us there and i remember stopping i thought i could be wrong in front of that mausoleum Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we did yeah yeah i i don't remember what the story was though and actually i didn't remember the story either Uh uh-huh i feel like the story was just really quick and short and Mm -hmm. we were hurried up on the bus yeah but since that time i always wondered right and i did want to look more into it so i thought Mm -hmm. this would be Mm -hmm. the perfect time and fun fact, mm-hmm. I wanted to add, I found that in 1998, 81 bodies were unearthed Oh, during the during a nearby parking lot project. Jeez. I know. They did find a body-shaped coffin, and they said that it was made in the mid-1800s, and it was only reserved for the wealthy. I like how it's a body-shaped coffin. I, I mean, what else? Like, Well, this is creepier, too. Remember, we've talked about this part before, too. So it says, 
They were hermetically sealed, which prevented decomposition, and many offered a window. Like, I don't get that. <laughs> like, who are you showcasing these dead bodies to? Remember we talked yeah. about like, yeah. an episode past about that. Right. So, yeah. Oh, so, it was with the presidents the from the Elgin Casket oh, Company. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, and we talked about the window. Right. It's like, why are we looking? I don't want to look. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't want to see that. Gosh. Wait, so this one that they dug up, it had a window. Yeah, it was body shaped, offered a window, and it was only for the wealthy people. So the wealthy people could afford something like this. So so it was like an outline <clears throat> of your body. Yeah. Like yes, those they, like chalk they, outline things. <laughs> no, it wasn't like a chalk outline from the legs, but yes, from your torso. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you could see the outline with the head. Wow. And, I've never heard of yeah. those kinds of I caskets. I didn't either. Did, they did show a picture of it though. That's and so weird. if you're interested for the future, I'll do you want a window look. one? I'll, <laughs> no, I'll I'll pass. You're like, I'll pass on the window view. <laughs> gosh also the suicide bridge yeah i noted that i had no idea about that I didn't at either. all and i, I was actually either. surprised that it didn't come up in one of the many tours that you said that we've been on mm-hmm. like never never have i heard of it i know the funny thing is that it like they said it was famous for sui- suicide bridge yeah that also they had it printed on postcards Really? Yeah. So it was like, not that it said greetings, but it was like, might as well say greetings from Suicide Bridge. I mean, and the picture was really nice. Like, it was just like a very picturesque view of the bridge. And then it said up above Suicide Bridge. Is that what it called? They called it the Suicide Bridge. On this postcard. Oh, wow. Like, they changed it to that. And then the dates. And I should show it to you because I was thinking, oh my gosh, why would you even. Change it to suicide bridge um, on the postcard. I, I just thought it was odd. Believe that, but oh yeah, here it is. Let me see. I'm going to show Lily right yeah. now. So it's the waters down below. The bridge oh, is above. Gosh, it does say suicide bridge. We Lincoln should even. Park, yeah, Chicago. I should send this to you so you can post it on the socials. That is the weird. Like it does. It looks like a really nice postcard of a bridge yeah. with water. Like. Uh-huh. If I, if I didn't see what it said up on top, I'd right. be like, okay, yeah, great. You're like, oh, nice, wow, nice I really want to visit this place. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I thought that was a little odd. That's very that odd. That was strange. Yeah, it was I eerie. I, I don't even know what to think about that. Yeah. And then also talking about Ira Couch, his... Mm-hmm. his oh, yeah, that was mausoleum. Only, yeah. mausoleum. So his was the only one left there, but people never knew why his was the only one left there. So, like after they moved right. all the rest of them. Yep. Some speculate that it was too expensive to move it. Mm-hmm. They thought they would estimate around $3,000 to move it. Mm-hmm. So that or they think that possibly to remind future generations what the land was once used for. Oh, so it's a mystery, honestly, as to why it's still there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, made of limestone which we hmm. know it's kind of, you know, right. as the kids say nowadays, sus. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Olivia and her new lingo. Wow. So I wanted to share that as well. well. He's not the only dead body that's there. Oh, right. speaking of that, mm-hmm. glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. So there is a map because I talked about <clears throat> Professor Pamela Banos mm-hmm. talking about how she did her extensive research. Um, there is a site that you can go on. It's called hiddentruths.northwestern.edu. 
Okay. And she actually has a map of areas kind of broken up of what the area used to look like. Okay. So she has it broken up into the Potter's Field, the Catholic Cemetery, etc. And then she has like estimates of, you know, how many bodies could be there, what they have found. Then topics like the confusion, lasting evidence, findings, visualizing the cemeteries. Right. So it's kind of interesting the way that she broke it up and she found this research. So it's kind of an interesting site. So, it's called Hidden Truth. So she took a map of Lincoln Park. I'm going to show this to Lily okay. as well so she can see it. And then she just divided it up. So it's the Chicago City oh. Cemetery and Lincoln Park. So she pretty much dedicated a lot of time into researching this area. Is there is there like a big area where she thinks there's still bodies mm -hmm. then? Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of interesting. So you can enlarge it. And it says Chicago City Cemetery. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. So that's if, a cool if one. one ever has time. And there's also talks about grave robbers, Chicago fire accounts, etc. I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? You know, right? It's like it's it's odd because I can't get over how many times, you know, and not even just here, how many times people try to move cemeteries and then just leave behind bodies. <laughs> it's like, oh, oops, right? <laughs> it's like. If you're really going to commit to doing yeah, this, yeah. you know, really see it through. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> How about map it out ahead of time? Right. Know who's where. That's so kind of plot. <laughs> Make Gosh. markings or something. It's, it's like, geez. I, yeah, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. But no wonder, like, mm -hmm. this place mm -hmm. is haunted. Right. Exactly. And then we would never have a story. Right. <laughs> Well, that was get it that way. That's the plus side. <laughs> well, that was a good one, though. All right, thank you. I love it. I love it. Anything about Chicago, honestly, I'm I'm a fan. I figured, big fan. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have our second story here in a minute about another haunted location, a place that's been called one of the finest theaters in the United States. That's up after the break. Welcome back. Let's get into our next story about the place that's been called one of the finest theaters in the United States. That place is the Rialto Square Theater in Joliet, Illinois. On May 23rd, 1926, the Joliet Sunday Herald News reported on the opening of the new Rialto Theater and printed... When the doors of the new Rialto open tomorrow, Joliet will have one of the finest theaters in the United States. As experts say, there's nothing to compare it with in any other city of similar size. And it stands on even terms with the modern motion picture palaces of Chicago and New York. Often referred to as the Jewel of Joliet, and widely considered to be one of the 10 most beautiful theaters in the nation, this magnificent theater has not only become known for continuing to host hundreds of patrons, 
but it's also come to be recognized as the home to a few resident spirits. The Rialto Square Theater, located in Joliet, Illinois, first opened its doors on May 24, 1926. Known as the Jewel of Joliet, it was originally designed and operated as a vaudeville movie palace. Designed by architects George and Cornelius Rapp, who were known for their ornate and lavish theater designs, the Rialto Square Theater was built in the French Renaissance style and featured a mix of beaux arts and art deco elements. Over the years, the Rialto Square Theater has undergone several changes, including being converted into a movie theater in the 1960s. However, in the 1970s, the theater fell into disrepair and was in danger of being demolished. Thanks to the efforts of the Rialto Square Theater Association and the Joliet community, the theater was saved from destruction and underwent a massive renovation in the 1980s. Today, the elegantly restored Rialto is listed on the National Register of Historic Places and presents a variety of entertainment while retaining the grandeur and ambiance of a lavish 1926 vaudeville movie palace. The Rialto Square Theater has played host to a wide variety of performers, including some of the biggest names in music, theater, and comedy. Legends like Frank Sinatra, Bob Hope, and Louis Armstrong have all graced the Rialto Square Theater stage, as have contemporary stars like Tony Bennett, Chris Rock, and Jerry Seinfeld. In addition to live performances, the Rialto also hosts a variety of other events, including film screenings, lectures, community events, and weddings. As more than just the venue for entertainment, the theater plays an important part in the Joliet community. Hosting a variety of community events throughout the year, including fundraisers for local charities, cultural festivals, and educational programs for children. The theater offers educational opportunities for students of all ages. The Rialto School of the Arts Education Program provides workshops, classes, and performances for students in the Joliet area, helping to foster an appreciation for the arts and encouraging young people to pursue their passions. The Rialto a beautiful and historic theater has been entertaining audiences for nearly a century. With its stunning architecture and impressive list of performers who have graced its stage, the Rialto is a true gem of the Midwest. Despite being known for its great importance on a variety of levels, the Rialto Square Theater has a reputation for being one of the most haunted buildings in the state of Illinois. The stories of the theater's hauntings are numerous and have been passed down through generations. Many people who have visited the theater claim to have experienced strange occurrences from unexplained noises and cold spots to full-blown apparitions. Some of the more eerie stories associated with the Rialto Square Theater involve unexplained phenomena such as moving objects and strange noises. For example, several witnesses have reported seeing doors open and close on their own, 
or objects moving by themselves. Others have heard strange noises such as footsteps, voices, or even the sound of a phantom orchestra playing music. One of the most commonly reported ghostly sightings includes that of a young woman dressed in white who is said to roam the back staircase. According to Leon Hofrog, manager of event services for the Rialto, the spirit is known as the woman in white or the bride. She goes on to say, We've had numerous people see her. A lot of times, people will encounter her when we're having wedding receptions. She's wearing a white dress, so we think that it's possibly a wedding dress, hence the name, The Bride. Backstage, the star's dressing room is also known to have paranormal activity. The spirit of a woman, who is thought to have been an actress who performed at the theater in its heyday, has been reported to have been seen floating around the theater by staff, customers, and workmen. She is described as being in her 20s, very pretty, sometimes surrounded by hazy light. Many believe that she loved performing here so much that she's just not ready to leave it all behind. We believe the woman is named Vivian and perhaps a former vaudeville performer, said Hofrog. There's also a spirit of a little boy known to roam around the Rialto and wreak havoc. Hofrog explains, The spirit is that of a little boy known as Colin. He's about four, likes the stage, and is very mischievous. He'll tug on your clothing, poke you in your body, or even tug on your hair. The spirits of Vivian and Colin have been a regular presence inside the Rialto for many decades. Hofrog even talks of her own experiences, saying, I've personally heard male voices in our building and balcony when I was the only one in the building. In our offices, sometimes black shadows come down the hallway. We've had doors open and closed by themselves. Several paranormal teams have investigated the theater, capturing apparitions on camera and multiple EVPs that appear to bring out the voices of spirits answering the questions that are posed to them. The belief is that many of these spirits are people who performed inside the theater many years back, who are so comfortable where they've been that they don't want to leave, Hofrog said. For those who have experienced the hauntings of the Rialto Square Theater firsthand, there is little doubt that something eerie and unexplainable is happening within its walls. The theater's haunted reputation has become a part of its history and its mystique. Visitors continue to flock to the building to see if they can catch a glimpse of a ghostly apparition or hear the sound of unexplained footsteps echoing through the halls. Despite its haunted notoriety, the Rialto Square Theater remains a beloved landmark in Joliet and a testament to the beauty and greatness of a bygone era. The building's opulent architecture, ornate detailing, and rich history continue to attract visitors from around the world, whether they believe in its hauntings or not. For those who do believe in the supernatural, the theater 
offers a chance to experience something truly otherworldly and mysterious, allowing one to become a part of its haunted legacy. So that was the Rialto in Jolia, Illinois. That was a good one. Yeah. I've not heard of this place. I, I've i seen it advertised here and there just because I've seen a couple of people that I've wanted to see in concert have gone there before, hmm. but never, never have I been. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, just looking at pictures of the theater, mm-hmm. it it looks amazing like it's, really it's so beautiful oh, like wow yeah like beautifully historic theater mm-hmm. looks extremely elegant looks mm. looks really nice Cute. really nice yeah so back in the 1920s i mentioned of course that the theater hosted a lot of famous entertainers and vaudeville stars mm-hmm. one of these vaudeville performers is who many believe is one of those spirits still roaming around the building. Mm-hmm. And I found an article in the local Joliet News where they interviewed Leanne Hoffrog, who's the manager of the event services there at the Rialto. And she talked about her experiences from working there. I mentioned a couple in the in the story. One of the many interesting things that she talked about was... Of course, that there have been a lot of paranormal investigators that have visited here. Mm -hmm. But during one two night investigation, she said that there were cameras in the rotunda facing toward the promenade at the balcony. And the paranormal team actually called the the theater the Holy Grail because Mm. you can see, I guess, they caught on camera mm-hmm. an apparition in the balcony. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so, so like, awesome. Wow. Very cool. And then I think it was that same team. Mm-hmm. They also saw a smaller shadow running through the oh aisles. Oh my gosh. So, Aww, they that could think, be the little yeah, boy. They think it's the Aww. little boy. And I wonder what his story is. Well, okay. That's so, so sad. I saw two different, two different stories with the little boy. So, I realized that a lot of the locals refer to the little boy as Colin, which Leanne does in the Mm. article. That's what I talked about. I talked about Colin. Right. But I found others that have named the spirit Kevin. Mm. And the story with Kevin is that in the 1930s, a little boy was hit by a car in front of the theater and many believe he's the ghost that's running around. Okay. His shadow, they say, has been spotted, you know, several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one child that mm-hmm. was in the theater at one point even reported playing with a little boy named Kevin when there was no other oh, wow. kids in, oh in the gosh. building. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But the thing is, I also found mm-hmm. some reports that they couldn't find any type of evidence that there was an accident in front of the theater Hmm. that killed a little boy. Interesting. So, interesting, interesting Mm -hmm. theory. Yeah. But not sure what to think about that. Could be hearsay or, you know. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, there's there's still the spirit of 
what they believe to be a little boy, mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like they know who it could be. Mm. Which is it's still sad though. It's very sad, Gosh. very sad, especially since, since they don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the performers' dressing room, mm-hmm. that has the 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 activity. Investigators have found really high levels of EMF, actually. And this I thought was interesting because I saw many teams reported excessive equipment malfunctions. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was crazy. Jeez. And I saw also that... A lot of people had said, Mm -hmm. just with regards to the theater, just in general, Mm -hmm. talking about like the energy, that it's actually a very light energy. I've I I saw a lot of different reports and accounts Mm -hmm. of people saying pretty much like as soon as they walked into the theater, they felt something. Mm. But it wasn't anything negative. Like they could feel the energy yeah. of the building. Right. So maybe it's just that, you know, it is such an old building and mm-hmm. a historic building. Mm-hmm. So many people have gone through right. this theater. That's true. Yeah. And so you have all of these different like energies just right. kind of roaming around or just like projecting in the building. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's like what people are feeling. That makes sense. But that's cool though. Yeah. At least it's not like a negative right. feel. Right. And, you know, they say, too, that the spirits that are still in this building. So, you know, I mentioned it was uh, the old vaudeville performer, Mm -hmm. the spirit of the little boy. And there's uh, what they refer to as the bride Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. um, That they're actually enjoying being in the building. Hmm. And they say that they're they're feeling that they're at peace. Okay. And are pretty content with where they are. Hmm. So that was different to hear. Yeah. But I got that from actually a clip that I found from an old morning show mm-hmm. from Chicago called You and Me. It aired until 2017, I believe-ish, on WCIU 26 with Gene Sparrow and Melissa Foreman. They had a medium actually on the show who visited the theater for a segment they did on one of their episodes. Okay. So I want to play a little bit of the segment here. Mm -hmm. The psychic medium, uh, his name is Vincent Jenna, and he's walking the theater with one of the show's reporters named Chris DeRose. Mm -hmm. So let's take a listen to that here. Right. Now, psychic medium Vincent Jenna's back in town hunting ghosts and healing spirits with our Krista Rose and the You and Me team. Now, Chris and Vincent have already found the ghosts of the Castle Nightclub and Bachelors Grove Cemetery, which is wild. But this week, they're headed to another reportedly haunted spot. (laughs) They're going to the Rialto Square Theater in Joliet. And let's watch as they draw back the curtain on this beautiful and mysterious place. Rialto Square Theater, vaudeville house built in 1926, a lot of great history here. Uh, Great performers have come through here, but they have a a really awesome tradition of spirits and other things. And as soon as we walked in, you started feeling stuff. I'm feeling an incredible energy from this theater as it is just from the architecture that raises energy right there. So there's a very positive energy to this entire theater. People, you know, everybody going and having a good time. 
I noticed a couple of male spirits right away coming up to the edge there greeting us. They stay to watch the beautiful woman perform. Apparently there's a woman here, young girl, a young woman, young woman, who dances a lot on the stage. Okay, she comes on stage and intermingles with them. She always wanted to perform. She always wanted to. She wanted to be a star. She's pointing to you. She wants you to do a monologue. <laughs> Okay, you have one in your pocket? Not really. Not anymore. <laughs> it seems like the energy in here is very light. It seems like they're they're happy being here. For lack of a better place to be, they're happy being here. Let's not forget they're still lost spirits. They get to see all the shows. While we pay a lot of money to see them, they get to see them for free. So to them, there's no reason not to leave here. And it's really hard-pressed sometimes for a person like myself to move a spirit on if they don't want to be moved on. They are not here to haunt anybody. All right? They're here to enjoy the show. Quite honestly, had they torn down the building, then they would have been just lost completely. So the building has actually given a purpose for their presence. Maybe they would have crossed over or found a way or somebody could have helped them cross over then. But right now they're, they're at peace and there's not too many lost spirits that you can say that about being at peace. This place is cool. It is very cool. It's great. Vincent's with us now to tell us a little bit more. Good morning. How are you? Oh, good morning. So great to see you. Let's go back from okay. When you say you see, like, what do you see exactly? What makes mm. you is it a feeling? Able, yeah, what are you seeing when you say that? Because how is that any different from me and Gene or anyone else watching or feeling? What is it you see? Well, have you ever seen uh, a hologram? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. a picture of a hologram where you can see through the person and the thing, but it's there. Well, that's it. Like, you're solid, so I can see solid. I see three dimension when I'm looking at you. When I see spirits, it's almost like looking at two dimension or even a holograph that I can see through. Like I actually saw things there that there's no reports of. Wait, you said something about somebody falling from a balcony? It was actually the two spirits that they've seen in the theater. So they have reports of seeing these spirits in the theater. I actually saw them falling off the balcony. I, oh. I had, I felt such a great weight and, and, and the only negativity I felt in that theater when I was on that balcony. And it wasn't during a show. There was some other the type of celebration going on that they used oh. the theater for. It was crowded. It wasn't it wasn't like drunken state because back in those days they you used know, to crowd people in. And, and crowd yeah. people in and there was no alcohol because mm -hmm. that, that was during prohibition so mm -hmm. the theater That's wouldn't have had alcohol. Yeah. So these two people I saw falling over. Now if you think about it the theater had just opened at the time period there wouldn't be report. They wouldn't turn around and say. No because they wouldn't want the bad press. They wouldn't press. want the bad press. So, so I don't believe that they actually died there. They died elsewhere outside of right. the theater. But it's still but a connection. They, it's a connection there. And so they're constantly back. They, they People have seen the seats moving in the balcony. That's the reason why. They stay up in the area that, that caused them the wow. death. So it's really crazy. Okay, so those were that was the the clip. Wow, that yeah. was really cool to hear him talk about that. Yeah, when I found it and I listened to it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Mm -hmm. I I think like it was just interesting mm -hmm. hearing all the different things that he talked about. I think so too, and I think it's also rare to hear that the spirits actually want to be there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they seem content. Right. So that's good. I mean, good for the spirits. Right. I guess. I know. I know. And. I feel like listening to it, 
there was a couple of things that stood out to me. So the first one is how he talked about other spirits that haven't been mentioned or talked about Mm -hmm. for one reason or another that he actually saw there. Right. So that that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. The explanation that he gives, Mm -hmm. it's around the time that the, the theater opened. Right. And yeah, they wouldn't want bad press. So it makes sense. But yeah, who that knows? Is true. Right. Um, the other thing was that he talks about how he actually sees the spirits. I've never heard anyone with these abilities really describe what it is that they mm-hmm. see. That was interesting too. Yeah. Right. So that that totally caught my And that's kind of cool, too, because I've always wondered as well. Yeah. How do mediums right. see all of this stuff? Right. Like, how can you tell? I mean, I don't want to be dumb, but it's like, how right. can you tell from real people mm-hmm. versus like a spirit? Right. You know? And what do you see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll bring up, though, is that uh, the Rialto does lead their own paranormal investigation events. But I guess they sell out pretty quick because the only five dates that I found on their website Mm -hmm. were already sold out. Oh. And it goes through the end of June. Oh, my gosh. So from now until the end of June. Good luck. They're sold out and there's no more. So you can still see concerts and stuff here then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do concerts, comedy shows. Any kind of performer, it seems like, like their their entertainment or event list mm-hmm. goes goes on and on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've seen a couple of really good bands. I on, really on the have list. never heard yeah. of this place. Jeez, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's wow. a cool one. It's a cool one. Uh, so that was the Rialto okay. Square Theater yes. in Joliet, Illinois. But before we close out this episode, we just wanted to thank everyone out there once again. For tuning into the show and helping us make this an incredible year. So to every one of you out there, you've been an incredible audience and we can't thank you enough for following along and listening to all of our stories and experiences. So here's to another amazing year. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers Yes, absolutely. So with that, until next time. Thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.